It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country, Tom Simino today, and some ladies from Bacigalupi Vineyards, one of my favorite Italian names, and my real name's Vicario. I wish it was Bacigalupi. If it was Bacigalupi, I wouldn't have used Jackson <laughs> as an, a radio name 50 years ago. I would have gone with Steve Bacigalupi. There you go. Maybe I still will. Anyway, joining us are Nicole Bacigalupi Dorico, Operations Manager at Bacigalupi Vineyard. Katie Bacigalupi Rowe is Co-Manager of Bacigalupi Vineyards. Ladies, great to see you again, and thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us, Steve. What, did I say something stupid again? <laughs> no. You Not were, yet. They were both giggling like I said something stupid, isn't it? Most people do. Well, we're twins, here. so it's funny that she, it's co-manager on the website. I'm assuming she filled out some paperwork that said that. <laughs> Actually, this information came directly from Tom Simmons. Oh, Tom, it's your fault. <laughs> That's right. The Bacigalupi twins. How about that? There, there you go. go. Now, Charles and Helen Bacigalupi purchased 121 acres on West Side Road, what, 1956? Yes. Yes, it's uh, we celebrated 65 years of grape growing this last year. Yes. So 2021 was our 65th harvest. Wow. Yes. Unbelievable time. Helen and Charles. Helen, hello, Helen. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Tom Simino here. I love Helen. She's such a sweetheart. Your, your grandma, right? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, the Bacigalupis kind of are dear to uh, Brenda and I because when we first bought our vineyard back in 1988, we were kind of the new kids on the block and people... You know, what do these two New Englanders know about growing grapes? And we were at a wine event, and we're sitting by ourselves, and Charles and Helen come up, and <laughs> Helen goes, do you mind if we sit down with you, <laughs> a young couple? And uh, so uh, I always had a dear spot for Helen and Charles. So you guys are lucky to still have her. Yes, she's 96 years old and still really active, lots of gardening, drinks a glass of wow. Pinot Noir every day. <laughs> So it keeps her young, yes. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And the reputation, Bacigalupi reputation is second to none. Uh, Russian River, it, it's almost synonymous. Uh, when you say Bacigalupi, everybody just, oh, well, you've got a Bacigalupi vineyard uh, wine there? I want that one first. You know, so you guys, we're going to taste a couple of their wines. And should we start, Jackson? Pop it, Tommy. Let's Pop the cork, Tom. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Not too bad. Not too stiff. There we are. This is a sparkling one, isn't it? This is this is their sparkling Blanc de Noir. Just wanted to check. <laughs> Gee, Harry. Hello. This is our Blanc de Noir. It is a 2017 vintage, and we are Bacha Galupi through and through, but we also have a heritage uh, on our side of uh, the sparkling wine. So we wanted to make uh, bubbles, and we do it every four years. And one of the really amazing things about this project is we actually used raw honey from a local apiary instead of cane sugar so well that's we, cool yes yeah we're one that's of unique, the only it? wineries that we know of in the u.s that has done this pro kind of project yeah. um and so it's just something that is really near and dear to us as far as not using cane sugar and in, involving more of the growing portion and all the way through to the winemaking part. So, so what made you decide to use the honey as a dosage? 
When we made our first original vintage in 2014, we were happy with it, but we knew we could do better, and we were really looking for an edge and something to kind of elevate and take the wine to the next level. So we did a blind tasting of Grand Cru um, champagnes, and the one that really captivated us was called Le Large Peugeot, and it just so happened that they use honey from their property as the dosage. And we thought, wow, what a concept. Is this something that we could even do? Where would we find this much honey? Because for this case amount, it was about 15 liters of honey. Um, And we wanted it local. And so we actually contacted Candice Koseba, who used to forage for single thread. She now has her own bee company. um, And she was willing to work with us. And so this is actually winter honey. So it's a little bit darker. um, And I think you get a lot of it on the nose. It really kind of elevates the floral elements. And it has such a distinctive profile when you taste it when we tasted this wine we were like what is that there is something really distinctively different about this champagne and ashley our winemaker was like well it's a honey dosage and we were like there it is i'll tell you it's got that wonderful blanc de noir strawberry character that you get and it's a beautiful color Mm -hmm. and then that, that honey thing dan have you ever heard of that Never heard of anything like that, and it's an unusual, but um, it is lovely. By creative, the way, creative. And I'm not a big sparkling wine guy, but this is really good. I thought you had to taste it, though. <laughs> it's really got richness to it from probably from the fruit as well as the honey. It's really gorgeous. Thank you. So, so this is Blanc de Noir. So, it is, is this all Pinot? It's actually fifty percent Chardonnay and fifty percent Pinot Noir. So, it's all estate grown Bacigalupi fruit, <laughs> uh, made at Rack and Riddle, but by our winemaker Ashley. That there. 50% Chardonnay is why Steve yeah. is this one. He can yeah. hunt the Chardonnay yep. out. Well, that's part of it, but the honey is, is, yeah. is yeah. very unique. And, uh, Wild. Well, when we were talking about what you were going to bring, yeah. and I always let you guys decide, mm. and you said, you know, I've got a sparkler with it. The dosage is honey. Yes. And I went, ooh. And it's remarkable. Now, how do people get this? They can go on our website. It's available online. And then um, visitors in the tasting room can also purchase it. We have about 90 cases left. Um, And we made 2021 vintage, but it's a four-year project. So it's a while to wait for. And the tasting room is where? It is on West Side Road. So we are 4353 West Side Road, which is 4.3 miles from the original post office in Healdsburg. That's how all the West Side Road addresses were delineated back then. Ah, so, that's news um, to me. Which is now where Journeyman and Single Thread are. But uh, So we're at West Side Road and open every day but Tuesday by reservation. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And online? Yes. Bacigalupi.com? Yep. Bacigalupi Vineyards. Vineyards.com. And if you can't spell Bacigalupi, just... Fake it, and you'll get there. <laughs> if you Google it, you'll figure Google it out. Google will help. We're on Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I know how to spell it. We were so impressed that you said it so well when we were driving here. We were listening to the radio, and Katie smiled. It was perfection. Yeah. I told you. It's yeah. one of my favorite Italian names. <laughs> this sparkler is stunning. <laughs> Holy cow. Our guests today are the twins from the Bacigalupi Vineyard and Winery, Nicole Bacigalupi DeRico and Katie Bacigalupi Rowe. Again, ladies, great to see you. We're glad you're back. I've been a big fan of the Bacigalupi family and wines for a long time, Tom. Yeah, iconic, close to our hearts for me and Brenda, as I said earlier. And you guys kind of put, everybody talks about Mike Gergich and the big 76 tasting that put 
California wine on the map, but a lot of people don't realize that that wine was 50% from the Bacigalupi Ranch, correct? Was it 50 It was about 40%. 40%? Yes. Our ranch where Helen actually lives, that vineyard, as we were just talking about, is planted on its own root. It's just about two and a half acres. And in fact, the wine that we're tasting now is sourced directly from that old vine Chardonnay. And when people don't understand own rooted, most most vines are are cut with rootstock and then tea budded or budded to a clone of whatever it's on top, Cabernet Chardonnay, and they're own rooted, so they're subject to phylloxera and every other disease that could possibly be. And those were planted when? Nineteen sixty four. Nineteen sixty four. How about that, Dan? Mm-hmm. Older vines always produce fine wine. <laughs> Dan, while you're there, how about your general impressions of Bacigalupi Vineyards? This property's been around forever, and these older vines really do produce uh, great uh, quality. Uh, the older the vine goes, the less fruit you're going to get naturally. So the plant knows it's protecting its own nutrients, and by producing smaller crops, you end up with more intense flavors. And if the winemaker's careful... They can get great acidity and balance out of those kinds of vines. It, younger vines are are easier to get a larger crop out of. That's why growers love to have younger vines. But the older vines produce better quality, even though you get less fruit. And this is a great example mm-hmm. of some wonderful fruit. Jackson, what do you think of this Chardonnay? Haven't tasted it yet. <laughs> you, you haven't tasted any yet. You no. mean you haven't finished the second bottle? <laughs> <laughs> this this is. 100% malolactic. It is. And it's in pungent, so it's in yes. the double barrels. Yes. I think those are 132. Aren't they 132? Uh, they're about 100. We yeah, have probably close to that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so 132 gallons instead of 60 gallon barrels. Oh, my. So almost twice. <laughs> He's tasted it now. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm in love. Yeah. Well, wow. Nicole, didn't you say you brought this specifically for Jackson? Oh, I thought. Not long and hard because I knew exactly what wine I would be bringing for Steve Chardonnay Jackson because I listened to the show and I'm very familiar with his affinity for Chardonnay. So what year is this? This is 2019. Wow. And this is how Damn. much a bottle? It's $85. We release it only once in the fall, and it's actually dedicated to Helen. So it's her wine that we've sort of produced in her honor. And what do you call it again? We call it Renouveau, which, as everyone that's making wine nowadays probably knows, it's really hard to name wines. Everything's Trust. taken. <laughs> so we went French, and um, it means kind of renewal, revival, because originally this block was actually under contract for about 20 years to a Napa winery, and just recently we were able to to bring it back to Sonoma County and produce it under our own. And it's uh, two and a half acres? Yes. So tiny lot? How much do you make of this? We make just over 100 cases every year. Wow. Jeez, that's mm-hmm. nothing. And you can, you're can you selling it still at the tasting room? In the fall. In the fall? Yes, so it's yes. not even out yet? No, not yet. Wow. This, this vintage to. is sold out, unfortunately, but the 2020 will be out in August. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Something to look forward to. Yes. All right. Talk about your winemaker or winemakers. So um, we work with Ashley Herzberg. She's been our consultant for the last, um, this is our 
12 vintage with her and um you know we just love her philosophy she is um really great at kind of coaxing out the natural um uh quality of the vineyard with really minimal manipulation we do all native yeast for our um inoculations we don't fine or filter um she works really closely with our dad john as far as like vineyard selection and block selections which you know is a really important relationship between the vintner and the winemaker um and i think that makes a huge difference in some of our decision making um she's just fabulous she's listening hi ashley yes (laughs) yeah ashley i I know ashley very well she's a really tremendous winemaker absolutely now you were saying that these wines are all available at the tasting room and you've got some events coming up we do so finally in-person events we're really excited um we're hosting after a few year hiatus it's called the vineyard designate tasting and we do grow and supply fruit for many partner wineries in sonoma and napa and we select a handful to come pour at one location and it's all boxed Chagloopy Estate Fruit, but it's their interpretation. That is Saturday, um, July 16th. Yes, okay. and it's in partnership with Make-A-Wish of the Greater Bay Area. So $10 of every ticket is going directly to the charity, and then we'll be doing an online and in-person auction. All right, go to Bachaloop. Bacha oh, boy. <laughs> the shark is it. kicking in. Yeah. I think that, that sparkling, sparkling wine <laughs> got to me, yeah. Uh, Bachaloopy uh, Vineyards.com, and, and check it out. It's the uh, twenty. 22 Vineyard Designate Event, Saturday, July 16th, 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, Dan, give my, uh, Tom, give Dan the mic. Why, why do I like this shard so much? <laughs> well, first of all, it is full flavored. It The full 100% malolactic brings out some components. These older vines are giving you a lemon curd component, but mm-hmm. that lemon curd all by itself would be a little simplistic. So what they did was do 100% malolactic. It converts some of the malic acid into lactic. It gives it a, raw, a broader, richer undertone. And then they left it in barrels for a long time to give it that really rich uh, oaky component. But it competes with wonderful fruit. So you've got both a lot of fruit, a lot of oak, a lot of complexity. And then when you take one sip, you say, well, this wine doesn't really need any aging at all because the cork's out of it. Just give it to me. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> but you will age it, Dan. Lay it down well, I burger. Would, I would actually put this away for three years because I really believe that there's more complexity yet to happen in this bottle. But I wouldn't go for beyond three because they've already given you what you want in this wine. This wine has already got way more complexity than most Chardonnays will ever have. All right, and a couple perfectly, hours. Perfectly balanced. A couple hours tonight in the decanter. <laughs> a little bit to let it open. <laughs> All right. Uh, so man, we've, got, we've got another wine to uh, get to. We've got plenty of time there, Joe. We're in good shape. Uh, we got oh, a yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Right. Perfect. Got to talk about this in. So tell us about this in. So everyone obviously is familiar with Pinot and Chardonnay from Russian River. We've done a great job marketing that but i think the crown jewel and the gem is russian river zinfandel we have uh, about 60 acres on the river um in off west side road and it's a cooler climate there so we do get this blanket of fog let me pass you steve's glass here and that helps to retain the natural acidity in zinfandel because pinot noir and chardonnay obviously very fickle thin skin difficult to grow but 
in Russian River, Zinfandel has its own challenges. So we do a lot of thinning on our Zin. We go through at least two different times and do a green drop and um, then another drop if we see the crop is too heavy because we, we can't load, overload the vine. Otherwise, it won't get ripe. And how, what's it trellised? Is it a, is it? It's cane. It's cane? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we do probably four to five tons is a good amount of crop load to be able to get the phenolic ripeness that we need in such a cool climate. Really terrific, terrific zin. That's a very impressive uh, wine for five tons an acre, and that's really it's practical because you can make uh, a little bit more wine that way. If you go down to two, three, three tons is just not enough, and what you're getting there would be too much concentration. Here, the wine is about twenty percent of this wine smells like 1976, and to me, that is just a charming part of the life cycle of Zinfandel vine. You need to have that bright cherry fruit, that that raspberry. But here you've got some blackberries and some currants also. It's gorgeous. And you know, the the old timers would always say, you know, you take a look at a a, a Zinfandel and if it it has a little blue color to it, it's probably got petite on it. This has no petite on it, but it's got that blue color. Mm -hmm. It's just a beauty. I mean, People don't take a look. I mean, your nose gets all the love and your eyes don't get any. Mm-hmm. So people need to look at their wine. And this one, and then the taste, screams Zinfandel. Oh, yeah. And it, and it's, you, you know, you're saying five tons an acre. I mean, that to me, it doesn't scare me. I'm an Alexander Valley grower. You Pinot guys. <laughs> one and a half tons an acre. You're, you're all crazy. But um, this one is perfect. Wow. How much is this one? This is 55, Mm -hmm. and I love this because if I don't know what I want with dinner, I'm like, okay, are we doing takeout pizza? Are we doing pasta? Are we doing burgers? What are we doing? This is the wine I'm popping because it literally can go with almost any meal. Our folks can get uh, Bacigalupi some wines at uh, Bottle Barn? Not at the moment. Just with the 2020 vintage being so small, we're a little limited. Yeah, I understand. Barry, we got to... Call you. Barry Herbst. (laughs) He's listening. I bet. Folks are listening and they're asking, as we kind of expected, how to spell Bacha Galupi. So we're going to give it to you one time, folks. (laughs) Here it comes. Bacha, B-A-C-I, Galupi, G-A-L-U-P-I. It is California Wine Country with Tom Simino today. Dan Berger, of course, is in. It is brought to you by Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards and Davis Bynum Wines. Today it's all about Bacha Galupi Vineyards and Winery. Explain a little more about the Vineyard Designate event that's coming up in July. We really wanted to take kind of single vineyard wine tasting to the next level and seeing that we work with so many amazing other wineries, we wanted to showcase kind of their interpretation of what they do with our fruit. So it's kind of the same canvas but different artistic interpretations. And um, we have about 12 other wineries that are going to join us. Oh, cool. um, yeah, so some great partners that we have, um, William Sellium, Gary Farrell, um, they're all coming and they'll pour the wines kind of in a walk about tasting um, Is it going to be more of a Pinot-oriented? We have all varietals. So Chardonnay. We have a lot of Chardonnay, yeah. actually. Um, Pinot Noir. My and, ears just picked I know. <laughs> perked <laughs> up we under my headphones. We have seven producers of Chardonnay coming. So, yes. Um, <laughs> Zinfandel. And then we're hoping to have Petite Syrah, a rosé as well. So made from cool. Pinot Noir. Um, and we want to show the linearity, right, of Bacha Galupi. Because we have heard over the years that there's kind of a house Bacha Galupi flavor. flavor? Mm-hmm. Throughout all these different producers. And so it's really interesting to have that all happen at one location. 
and that that is an incredible opportunity for someone to taste to taste your work, my work, mm-hmm. your the other winery, this guy, that guy, yeah. all from your fruit. Yep. Right. Are they all going to be the same vintage? Uh, That's going to be a difficult. Variety of vintages yeah. Probably, they're close. Yeah, yeah. They're, they are close. I mean, you'd have to go buy every wine, right? And oh yeah, it's impossible to do a tasting like that. To do this kind of tasting. Yeah, so. that's just that's a who came up with that we idea. We did. We're like, well, there's so many walkabout yeah. tastings, like, but there's no like kind of common thread to compare. And so we're like, well, we have lots of partners, and they would love to showcase their wine, and they're fans of the vineyard, and you know, working together is such an honor. And um, yeah, this is actually well if we did all of them this would be our 10th year (laughs) now it sounds self-explanatory but for folks who've never participated in one what is a walkabout tasting well you do you get a glass so you need a glass that means harry you can drink until you can't walk anymore (laughs) (laughs) so you get a glass and then the tables are sort of set up in a flow where we sort of guide you around to the different tables and we'll start with rosé obviously um and then you'll kind of flow through the event so chardonnay and then you'll taste all the chardonnay producers together and then on to pinot noir and then zinfandel so it's a progressive tasting that's a beautiful idea i love that concept tickets are now available for the 2022 vineyard designate event at bocciagalupi saturday july 16th go to BocciagalupiVineyards.com. As I mentioned, uh, California Wine Country brought to you in part by Bottle Barn, where wine country buys their wine. You know, I was the guy that said that first about 10 years ago on this show, and that's also where wine country buys their spirits and craft beer. Of course, Bottle Barn uh, stocks wines from all over the world, and when I say that, I mean that all over the world, and certainly at the best unbeatable prices. The same for spirits and craft beer. Bottle Barn opens for in-store shopping every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can always place an order for free in-store pickup at BottleBarn.com. And when you go to BottleBarn.com, make sure you sign up for their insider newsletter to get the jump on all their special sales and deals. BottleBarn.com. So just we're going back to that tasting, and then that's a Make-A-Wish Foundation. $10 goes to Make-A-Wish? Yes. Which is a wonderful, ticket. we all we know, the, the yeah, the whole idea we behind that. We would love to grant a wish. That's our yes. goal. That's yeah, our mission. Our so, yeah. that, that would be very cool. Yes. Yeah. You granted Steve's wish by bringing this <laughs> Chardonnay. That was my hope for the day. Yes. yes. So people who, again. Harry, that was kind of a wise-ass thing. No, it was <laughs> genuine. It was genuine. But so, don't equate me with make-a-wish. Make a wish. <laughs> Even though I, I merely said they I'm, granted a wish. Yeah, well, Not that you asked wishes, to make a wish. Small okay. wishes. So are you guys taking, uh, are you part of this whole Healdsburg thing that's going on this coming weekend? We're actually attending. So we're we're not pouring. We're going as Yeah, we want to taste the food. And <laughs> going as people. Yes. What so, a concept. Yes. <laughs> so we the, have to be on the other side of the table. So I was like, we're going as, yeah, actual consumers. So we'll probably see you there. Yes. Yes, yes. So that's, that's the big event coming right up. We will be doing the show live from Montage Friday. Oh, really? Uh, kicking off the uh, big uh, wine and food festival in Healdsburg. Nicole Bacigalupi de Rico, Katie Bacigalupi Rowe, the Bacigalupi twins, thank you so much. It's so great to see you, and you need to come back sooner than later because it's been quite a while. Yes, we would love to. Thank Cheers. you, Steve. Uh, salute. Thanks, team. Bacigalupivineyards.com. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Tom Simino and Dan Berger and all our sponsors.